And what's up, you Stay Tuners? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back again. Not at the beach, like yesterday, our good friend's shoulders. Down at Avalon, New Jersey. I, I think that's where he, he said he was, uh, him and his family was at. Hope you enjoyed the show yesterday. I, I had fun doing it um, with shoulders, and some of those interviews were interesting. But we're not here tonight to talk about uh, football or anything like that. We're here to talk about MMA, you know, combat sports, UFC, uh, bare knuckle boxing when, when we have it. But this episode pretty much is going to be all UFC talk, uh, recapping UFC 241, which turned out to be a pretty good uh, card. And there was two or three good fights that could have been fighting at night and... Paulo Costo and Yoel Romero were the only ones that got the, the fight of the night, which I'll get into it. There's a little bit of controversy with, with that stuff, with uh, how the decision went down. But and then a lot of, we had a, a, a Diaz call out, which may surprise some of you who did not see the, the pay-per-view. And then with Daniel Cromier... Losing the belt, where does he go here? Go from there. So we're gonna to touch on all that stuff. But before we do that, head over to Twitter, follow us, uh, the show at ST Sports Podcast. Follow myself at Jimbo ST Sports, and follow Shoulders at ST STS O'Brien. Shoulders O'Brien. I think that's how it is. Uh, head over to Facebook, like and share our page there. And as well as, you know, when you go to uh, Twitter, um, we have Teespring pinned uh, as one of our tweets uh, there. Just click that, go look at some of the shirts, buy some, show your, your support for us. We appreciate it. So, like I said, last weekend was UFC 241, uh, Stipe Miocic versus Daniel Cromier. Cromier, I believe, was... The big favorite going into that fight. Really, he only had one loss in his uh, professional career, and obviously that's with John Jones. That was the main event. The co-main event we had Nate Diaz versus Anthony Pettis it was already set up to be a good fight. Um, and you know, again, that was definitely one of. The fight at nights. I mean, Anthony Pez, he got he got pummeled, but he just kept taking it. And for Diaz, for someone that's been off three years, didn't show any ring rust, you know. So that was quite interesting. Uh, like I said, also Paulo Costa versus Yoel Romero, Sodic Yosef versus Gabriel Benitez, and then to kick the show off, we had Derek Brunson versus um, Ian Heinzik. Brunson, he just he dominated that fight. He won by unanimous decision. You know his striking ability was was 
surprisingly a lot better than Heinzik's and uh, you know got it out the, the decision after that we had Sodik Yusuf knock out Gabriel Benitez in the, the first round and it was a pretty good knockout um, I wasn't live tweeting this one kind of just relaxing after you know a rough week of, of work and stuff but uh definitely definitely woke me up with this this knockout here and then after that we had Paulo Costo versus Yomel Ramiro and right out of the gates it was a brawl and some of the, the funny parts of, of the the match in the first round uh, Paulo Costo knocked Romero down, caught him flush. Romero, <clears throat> uh, you know, recovered pretty well, and with his right hand, he pointed like, "Look over there to Costo's left," and for whatever reason, he did. And Romero hooked with the left and connected and knocked him back down. Second round seemed like it kind of uh, died off a little bit. But then right back to the third and fourth round, fifth, you know, third round, uh, they got right back into it. I had Romero winning the second and the third because Costa, his biggest thing is he doesn't have a tank. He does not have a gas tank. If you could survive the first round barrage, you increase your, your chances of winning this fight, a fight against him, substantially. Um... And that, that's what was happening. You know, first round, Costa had the power. He, you know, had the movements and everything like that and kept catching Romero. And, I mean, obviously, he, he won the first round. But then second and third round, he just started to slow up. And to me, it looked like Romero was pressuring a little bit more, um, was connecting a little bit more. And I thought he did enough to win, you know, the fight. And, unfortunately, he didn't. And Costa, you know, won by a unanimous decision. Now, does a win like this put him in the title contention? Yes. At least the talks. I don't know if he deserves a title shot next, though. That's that's the question. Um, if I was Costa and I was his camp, I would say, you know, let's get one more fight. In before we really go for this title and work on his cardio because and you know the next uh, the next day or Monday it was came out about uh, the weight gain that they they added on like all the fighters and I mean both Costa and Romero did add a lot of weight I think uh, Costa was something like 13 or 15 pounds that's a lot of weight to put back on in one day if your body's not ready for it. So obviously, you know, that's most likely why he was gassing out so quick. But him and his camp got figured out this this gas tank because you know, you look at you got John Jones and Alex Gustafsson, the first one. Um, just grueling matches. Uh, Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor, the the second one. You know, again, just grueling. You know, you're not going to win every fight by knockout or submission. you got to be prepared to go all five rounds. And 
maybe that's maybe that's what the camp needs to do is say hey give give our guy a, a main event and make it a five round fight and let him get used to fighting five rounds otherwise if I if, if I'm the champ whoever he fights for the belt again just last the first round you know make him waste his energy because he's only gonna gas out you know it you've seen it everybody knows it. I mean every Stevie Wonder could see it you know, so curious. I mean, he did call out, you know, for the belt, but I, I just, if I'm Dana White, I, I don't give it to him just yet. I need to see that he's gonna perform longer than a first round knockout and really show that he's not gonna fade away in the later rounds. So after that fight, we had Nate Diaz versus Anthony Pettis. Um,. I really thought Pettis was going to keep Diaz away with his leg kicks. And in the beginning, it seemed like they were connecting. And then Diaz, his boxing just finally overwhelmed uh, Pettis. There was only one time that Diaz was in the guillotine. And, I mean, it looked good. It looked like it was in there. But Diaz popped out of it and went on to win by unanimous decision. And uh, in the post-fight interview with Joe Rogan, he made a call out. Now we all know everybody—not everybody—a lot of people are still clamoring for the the McGregor Diaz trilogy. Me, I mean, it's not as illustrious as it was couple years ago I mean I think the time has passed for it but Diaz didn't call out Conor McGregor he called out Jorge Masvidal and soon as he said that I was like "Ooh, I like that I like that fight I like that fight a lot both are very good boxers the, their background I mean I saw it say it's like they're almost, almost identical except for one is from California one's from Miami uh, Masvidal has been a pro since 03. Diaz has been 04. Pretty much the same amount of fights in the UFC. Both started in street fighting. You know, the only thing was Masvidal is from Miami and Diaz is from California. And I, I like how Diaz said how he, he went about it to call him out was, uh, he said he owns the baddest motherfucker in the game belt and believes Masvidal is the next challenger. And as soon as he said Masvidal's name, the, the camera went right to Masvidal and he was all pumped and ready for it. Which Masvidal re- released a video earlier today saying we're ready for this fight. Um, they're negotiating. They... Both Diaz and Masvidal knows this is the type of fight that the fans want to see. I want to see. I know you guys probably want to see it. And I loved what Chael Sonnen said about uh, Diaz. How bad guys do not call out bad guys. But for whatever reason, this bad guy calling out that bad guy is going to work. You know, they both build fights up pretty good. And I think... Between these two, the way Diaz talked in the the post-fight interview, I think there's a mutual respect between them two. 
compared to say you know Diaz to Connor or Diaz to Kobe uh, Covington, you know who who's that? But Masvidal is hoping he, he did say that they're negotiating. They're hoping to have a fight by December, if not November. I think you know if if, if Dana White and Connor had an interview with Errol Halani, I believe, yesterday, and wants to come back to fight. And, you know, basically it was a, a PR stunt because of the whole um, him punching the old guy at the, the Irish pub. Said he wants to come back. Maybe build a card for your New Year's Eve weekend or whatever you want to call it, like you normally do. Put Diaz and Masvidal in there. Masvidal said he's okay with fighting out in California. So, you know, you could build a big one out there for them to, you know, put Connor, depending on what happens next weekend with um, Poirier and, and Nurbanov. If Nurbanov wins, that pay-per-view could be huge. I mean, huge pay-per-view buys. The storylines coming out of it, you know, Connor's big return, him trying to get his belt back, Diaz versus Masvidal, which I'm sorry. I think it could. I I think it could be a main event. <coughs> Excuse me. Unfortunately, if you have Connor on there, you're not going to be a main eventer because we've all seen that he doesn't want to be on a pay per view unless he's the main eventer. So, you know, obviously the 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 wheels are are turning for the. The negotiations, so hopefully this this gets done soon, and we can figure out when they're gonna fight, and uh, start getting excited about that. So after that fight, we had Steve Miocic against Daniel Cromier. Steve is trying to regain his heavyweight belt that he defended, I believe it was like three times. Cromier, who. I wonder if he was looking past this fight and looking at the John Jones fight because even the lead up to this fight, he was talking more about John Jones than about Steve Miocic. And I was worried that this this might happen. And unfortunately, um, Cromier, you know, he, he was dominating the fight. And in the fourth round, Steve just he, he changed up his. His approach started going to the body, which was smart. You know, slow him down, make him think a little bit different because Cromier's wrestling was working in the the first round. And for some reason, he just stopped going to it. Um, He got away from his game plan. And once those body shots started coming in, it set up, you know, for, for a head punch. Rocked Cromier and Steve A just jumped on him and landed about three, four more shots. And the ref finally stepped in and called it off. Miocic did a little Irish jig in the middle of the ring, which I thought was pretty cool. And I don't know why he's he's you know said it was a stupid to do and this and that. I mean, look, your adrenaline's running. You you just got your belt back. You know, you trained all these weeks for. Again, have a little fun with it. You know, I, I know I said in the past about some people not, um, some fighters doing it too much. 
he did a quick little five ten second dance you know that's okay now when you're you know knock out a guy cold and you're flipping him off or you're kicking him in the butt you know that's that's too much so two days after the fight um, Chromier released some of a little bit statement on his Instagram saying this has been the most amazing journey I will decide what I'm going to do now and as soon as I decide you all know right away now reading into that that sounds like someone's retiring because he did also say he would retire on his 40th birthday which was his past March and he ended up fighting Stipe what four months later I, I know he really wants that John Jones fight I don't think Jones does it now I mean what's as much as I don't like Jones he has everything to lose and nothing to gain Cromier you know he, ha he has a little bit to lose but everything to gain So, I, I, I kind of agree with Dana. I think the move here is a trilogy fight with uh, Stipe. I, I think it would be another good fight. I mean, you know, the first time around, I thought it was a little bit shocking of uh, Miocic getting knocked out. And this time around, I was surprised that he, that Cromier, got knocked out like that. When Stipe was, was going to the body, I was thinking, like, this is just going to slow him down and you know, fourth, fifth round could be just a, you know, a, a, a boxing match. But unfortunately, Cromier got caught. And, you know, he, he came out and said that he abandoned the game plan. Doesn't know why he did it or, or, or whatnot. But sorry to his coaches. And it's a shame because he was ahead on the scorecards all the way through the fourth. And, uh, you know, they hurt him. So we'll see what happens with his future within the next probably couple weeks. I do like him as a color commentator or, you know, or analysis, whatever you want to call him. So he definitely has a career outside of the ring. And, you know, this whole three man commentary I, I in the beginning I was a little worried it was gonna be too much a lot of talking over each other but it seems like it's starting to come full circle now like everybody is is getting comfortable with it and it's actually pretty entertaining to me so that was UFC 241 like I said next weekend we have uh, UFC 242 which is a uh, uh, Nurmanov and Poirier. I forget the other fights, but obviously next week uh, I'll be covering that um, that fight card. Now, not sure if any of you guys saw this. I was kind of excited, but Dan Hardy may be coming out of retirement. He re-entered the USADA. Um, testing pool which he has to do for four months of you know testing to resume fighting he never officially 
told the UFC he retired. He just came out and said that he was retired. I've always liked Dan Hardy. He he was a tough as nails fighter and you know a brawler. Um, fought GSP for the for the belt, didn't win, but he went five rounds with one of, if not the greatest. As much as I don't like to say that, because I don't like GSP. He's he's had some big wins over big names. Only problem coming out. I mean, I don't see him going after any belts. Yes, Chromier did. You know, he entered UFC at a later age. Uh, well, I think it was like 33, 34. So. But Chromier is a, a once-in-a-lifetime type talent. Dan Hardy is, I believe, 36, 37 years old. I could see him getting up to the top eight, maybe, and then just plateauing just because he's been out of the game for seven years, um, hasn't fought in that long. You know, it's going to take some time to get adjusted to the new talent that's coming up through now. You know, a lot of people are evolving newer Newer talent is learning newer tricks. You know, you, you, I hope he doesn't come in thinking that what he could use, that he used to use seven years ago, he could use now because he'll get mauled. And speaking of being mauled, Brock Lesnar, you know, I love you. Don't fight John Jones. I said from the get-go, he will destroy you. The only... I, I don't even think if... Lesnar gets Jones down to the ground somehow without getting hit. I don't even think Jones will stay down there. I think he'll get up, you know, somehow. Um, so I hope that fight don't ever happen. I, I know Dana probably would put that together just for the money. I don't know if Jones would sign off on it because, again, maybe he would do that to say, okay, I'm entering the heavyweight division and I'm not going to go after the belt my first fight. Just give me an easy fight. He would just destroy Lesnar. Now, also, before I came on to the show, I saw an article on ESPN about one championship finally being aired in America, in the U.S., They have an event on October 13th over in Tokyo, which will be aired in the U.S. on TNT. No time has been set yet, but Eddie Alvarez has come out and said that it will be a primetime event. Now, the past couple years, I would say two or three years now, one championship has been slowly bringing over um, American fighters like Eddie Alvarez, Demetrius Johnson, um, Sage Northcutt, which, you know, he's not that great of a fighter, but it, it seems like they want to start getting into the American household now. And as long as they put on good fights and they put them on at 7, 8, 9 o'clock at night, not 5 in the morning, you know, it could work. And if UFC to me 
don't start getting their fighters under control. You know, Mr. Conor McGregor, um, Mr. John Jones. One championship, and for well, for a while, I thought Bellator could creep up on them, but they seem to kind of plateau because you don't really see them promote as much anymore. At least I don't. But one championship is is starting to come up, and Cyborg said, I believe it was like last week, that within the next thirty days, she's going to have a big announcement of where she's signing and. I could see her signing with uh, with one championship. I said that, you know, they need a women's you know face for for that that weight class, and she'd be perfect. So with the October thirteenth event, like I said, Eddie Alvarez said that it's going to be a prime time event. He is going to be facing Segud Arslanov in the. Uh, the final lightweight Grand Prix. Alvarez, he lost his debut with one championship, which I was surprised. I thought I thought he would go over there and you know do very well, but maybe he overlooked his you know opponent and got caught. But he ended up winning the last one, the last fight. Now he's in the finals of the lightweight Grand Prix. Then we also have uh, Demetrius Johnson is on that card as well I believe so and also though one representative did confirm that the, the fights are going to be on TNT but the the times will be announced you know over the next couple weeks or so I guess would be so I probably will be turning into to see how that one goes just to see you know a different promotion because again I mean I, I Everybody turn, tunes into UFC just because that's the, the WWE of MMA. But every now and then, WCW did have some good fights, so maybe I'll tune into one championship and give them a shot. So I think that might be it for us this week. Um, not sure if all you guys saw what happened to Ronda Rousey. Hope you know she's feeling better. I almost lost her, her finger filming on set of uh, 911, the TV series on Fox. And, you know, again, I don't like her personality, but I'll give her credit. She's a tough son of a bitch because almost lost her finger and she was back on set the next day, back to filming. So, hope she's feeling better. And I hope you guys have a, a good week uh, weekend the rest of this weekend you know today's being Friday of you know since I'm recording uh, so yeah that's gonna be it for us this week um, I may live tweet tomorrow during the Miami Florida game since that's like the kickoff of college football so head over to Twitter follow the the, the show at ST sports podcast follow myself at Jimbo ST sports follow shoulders at ST Sports O'Brien. Uh, head over to Facebook, like and share our page there. I'm again. I add a couple more uh, videos on YouTube. Slowly getting those back up to date. Head over to Teespring. Uh, you know, buy some of our merchandise. I also want to give a shout out to uh, Belly Up Sports. I haven't announced them in the past week or two, but great guys over there, and they got some good articles um, with fantasy football coming up. 
they have uh, you know uh, MD Fantasy is one of the, the podcasts that that they air over there but he also writes for them so head over there check out their their, uh, their site they also sell shirts over there as well so and tell them I, I sent you guys over there <laughs> so till next weekend or next week I should say this is your good friend Jimbo signing out